The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Real quick, great win. All right, we've won. We've won pretty much every way you can win in this league. But all that matters right now is four and zero. Best part about being four and zero, not that we can go undefeated, but we can go five and zero. That is an incredible testament to resilience. Yes, sir. Right? When you have that kind of lead, and you guys just say, "Let's just stay fight, man. Let's just stay in the fight. Let's keep believing. Let's be." It's dominating up front, mm-hmm. running the ball how we want to run yep. the ball. Yep. D-line attacking, dominating the line of scrimmage, yep. swarming defense, explosive yep. offense, and everybody excited about playing football. Yeah. Love that. All right, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Keep it there. All right, keep it there. We got everybody got better this week, man. And this is what our team can be. Right? We got greatness in this room. Again, what's the one word that describes this win? Monday edition of PFT Live. Where's where's the Vikings locker room? You know, I've been waiting all freaking year for the Vikings to finally win a game. They finally win a game. And we don't get a little Kevin O'Connell. We don't get a little Kirk Cousins. We don't get a little Justin Jefferson from the victorious locker room. Come on. I feel gypped. I feel cheated. Of course you should. Hi, this is PFT Pro Football Talk. Inside information on the Minnesota Vikings and bias towards the Minnesota Vikings okay. by Mike Bloria. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There, there is no bias. If anything, I'm harder on them you than are. I'm on any other Agreed. team because they've scarred my soul. <laughs> but you give me such a hard time about it when they lose that when they win, the only happiness I get is the fact that I know I'll have at least a few days without having to take shit from you about the Vikings losing. And I just don't have to hear you. Yeah, That's the right. best part of it. Right. That's the best part of it. And I actually had, we're going to talk about that game coming up later at some point. It's not nearly the, the biggest news of the day. But I actually had a flashback. I had a memory yesterday when it looked like the Vikings were going to lose to fall to 0-4 for the first time since 2002. That was the second season of the existence of ProFootballTalk.com. The Vikings fell to 0-4 on a Sunday night ass-kicking in Seattle. And I was still fairly partisan at the time, although I tried to be as objective as I could in my coverage of the NFL as I was trying to get this thing off the ground. But I was so disgusted, I quit PFT. I quit. I quit. (laughs) I shut it down. Little known fact. I quit. And for all of them, the next day, didn't do anything. And then... On Tuesday, I just felt that magnet draw me back. Copy, paste, snarky comment. It drew my fingers just back to the keyboard. So I quit, and it lasted for two days. Wow. that's that I never knew you to be a quitter like that. I just never thought that. Uh, I'm, I'm a little I, surprised. It didn't stick. <laughs> didn't stick. It didn't stick. Don't you wish it had? 48 How hours. How many of you? Should I do a poll? 
Show to a poll. How many of you wish that when I had quit, I had stuck with it? Yeah. You would never know. Most of you would never know. Chris, you definitely wouldn't know how you were still in college when I quit. So no, I, I mean that would have been good to tell the wife too. I'd like to see how that would have like you know unfolded in life. Well, yeah, honey, I got to find a new job. Why? Well, because the Vikings lost this weekend, and I can no longer bring myself to write about professional football because of it. Well, <laughs> but you don't understand. In two thousand two, it was a side. My wife wouldn't have cared. Oh, she wouldn't I was have cared then. Awful time. Okay, I wasn't making any money. She'd oh, been so happy. she was like, find a new she job. Like, <laughs> this ain't gonna work. <laughs> she, she, but it's not even a job. It wasn't a job. That's the thing. It was long before it was anything. It was in its infancy. Gotcha. It gotcha. Was, it was an embryo. It was a pebble. It was nothing. So, so anyway, for many of you out there who hate watch or hate read or just hate me, I regret to inform you, you had your chance 21 years ago. The Vikings at 0-4 almost pushed me out of the business before I was even really in it. All right, so, so I thought of that yesterday. That's a good because win. Because my son was contemplating, yeah. my, my son was contemplating abandoning the Vikings if they had lost yesterday, and then all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, it all changed, and they ended up somehow winning that game. Kind of amazing. We will. We'll unpack it. it. Definitely, you guys were on the ropes there for a little bit, and I was like, damn, are they really going to go to Carolina and blow this game here, lose this, and, and be 0-4? Uh, yeah, good for you, wearing a purple shirt today. Very nice of you there. Yeah, and then... Um, more importantly, how you feeling, man? How how you doing? How that was the weekend of COVID and everything. You doing okay? The whole COVID experience sucks because I'm like trapped in two rooms in my house, my office and the guest bedroom where I've been sleeping. And I've got to mask up and walk all around because I'm still in that phase of I could give it to my family. And the best news out of all of this is nobody else has gotten it from me, which is just amazing because I, we had family over Tuesday night. We we're outside, which was good. We're always concerned about giving it to my in-laws who are both older and Jill takes care of them. And like, you know, I give it to her and she gives it to them and they were here. Did I give it to them? Did I give it to my son? And so far, so good. Everybody's fine. And I'm basically fine. I get congested at night. It goes away by the morning. I'm a little tired. Yeah. But but feel much better than I did. Friday, couldn't do the show. I feel I feel much better now. But what happens is, like, I'm, I'm probably going to end up losing weight by the time it's all said and done because I'm completely relying on my wife to bring food and leave it at the door of the, the office that's become my, my COVID infirmary. So last night after the show, I went down to watch the Chiefs-Jets game, which we're going to get to momentarily. Chiefs fans, hang on. Jets fans, be ready to look away. But although you got nothing to be ashamed of. But she asked me what I wanted last night, and there's this pizza place in town that I really like. I said, I want the pizza from there. And so what she does is she brings the food over. She puts it at the floor, and she texts me or calls, you know, it's, it's, it's here. Come get it. And I was in – I changed out of because I didn't want to get – pizza all over and I just wanted to get comfortable even though we, we do videos in the second half I had to put it back on but I just changed I wanted to be comfortable and while I'm changing as I'm going to the door I heard some commotion out there I didn't get to the pizza before Macy did so, oh my god uh, Macy had a big giant Macy had a big giant piece of pizza last night damn uh because I didn't get I didn't I didn't get to the door in time to get the piece of pizza off the off the plate on the floor so um anyway I'm fine I feel fine I may be back next weekend. I got to work out the whole, there's like this whole procedure of how long you have to be masked up after you've had COVID and I got to work out the math, but I think I can come because I don't want to come back and be masked up. I don't want to be in the studio all day masked up. I can't do the masks anymore. I'd rather just stay home than be like all day walking around with a mask on. Like, how do I do my work? How do I converse? It's, it's it's a whole thing. So if I can if I can be back without the mask on, I'll be back next week. All right, good. We want so, you back. Thank you for asking. No thank problem. you for asking, and thank you again for giving it to me. No problem. I would like to restate for the court one more time that when you asked about coming over on a Saturday, I said I am sick. I have the plague, and other people in my family Man. have the sniffles too. You were fairly warned, no, you and you still said no. You didn't. I'll come over. No, no, no. We didn't. We no, need to see the. I need to see the receipts. Oh, we. I. We have I a Thursday come. morning live show where I said it to you on the show. I I got text. 
from my Aunt Wendy said, plague or not, I'll be at the house on, on Saturday. So we will bring I it up. I said that? Yeah, I said it. I said it. And then I have other texts I'm saying to back it up. So you're going to see. I told them to be ready just in case you brought that up. I said, look I at two Thursdays ago. I told him early on in the show I had the plague. Are you sure you want to come to the house? I should I should well the plague and COVID are two different things. I should I should have asked you to, to test yourself for COVID. I guess you're but right. it's kinda of like yeah. we've all forgotten about it and yeah. it's still out there. It's still out there and it is still killing people. And you know, it's funny. Once I, I tweeted on Thursday that I had COVID, I, I, I knew what was gonna happen. You'd get a certain number of people that wish you well, yada yada, and then you'd get the oh, how'd that vaccine work out for you? Well and it's like four years later, people still don't realize. The vaccine doesn't keep you from getting it. It keeps you from getting really, really, really sick and possibly dying from it. It has saved lives, although people don't want to hear that. And it is amazing that they somehow found a way to get DeMar Hamlin's clone to be good enough to play football, that they could actually continue the ruse and he could play yesterday. That's pretty damn good. The folks who pulled that off, the Illuminati that pulled off that presto changeo switcheroo, find <laughs> a clone funny. for DeMar Hamlin after he actually died from getting the COVID vaccine, that's pretty damn impressive that they could take it to that level. They couldn't match up the tattoos, but they could teach him how to play football at the NFL level. Well done, Illuminati. So uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you're crazy regardless, <clears throat> but it's still around. It's because I did a lot of research over the week. I mean, I was stuck. I watched a lot of college football. Well, obviously, it's I still did a around. lot of work. Yes. One thing, one thing I've learned, one thing I've learned being confined to one room and not being allowed to do anything else even as hard as I already work, when I can't go anywhere, I'm way more productive. Because what else can I? I'm just sitting there. Like, what else am I going to do? So it was copy-paste, snarky comment all day long. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then yesterday we had the full NFL routine. But, yeah, I, it'll be nice to be able to get out of here. I hear it'll that. Be nice to come back. Yeah. It'll be nice to have a normal life again. It doesn't take much to go completely stir-crazy. No, and I, we want you back. It's always fun. It's more fun. That game would have been a blast yesterday if you were if you were there, right? And then I, I mean, I want you back next week because you the you got the Kansas City Chiefs. So I mean, more than likely the That's team in red is going to look damn good, and I want to be able to rub it in on, on to you. So I want you back here for that. Hey, uh, one last thing. I got the feed. You know, there's the different setup in the viewing room this year with the the. the the big larger screens and it's a much better viewing experience. But one thing I've noticed, cause I got the feed, a different feed, like the older feed came through to me. Right. I was ahead. I was ahead of the viewing room by a good three or four seconds. Yeah. I noticed that throughout the course of the day. So I was getting the real time feed. Your NBC sports studios was actually a good three or four seconds behind the feed I was getting in real time here in West Virginia. So maybe you should come here next week. If you really want to have the up-to-date, high-speed what's happening, it's happening here. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Sorry there, Slugger. I'll, I think I'll stay here <laughs> and watch on the big screens. And yeah, I know, NBC, we got big time. We got actually a TV for every game now. Isn't that amazing? The company that invented TV, we actually got a TV for every game instead of watching 10 games Squeaky on one wheel. TV. Squeaky uh, wheel. Yeah, yeah. We you, got it you done. You squeaked. You squeaked and you squeaked. We got it. You got it done. Yep. We're good. All right. Let's hit some right. football. So, last night, and you know, it's funny when Courtney sent the rundown and Chiefs Jets was at the top of it. It's like, you know, 17 nothing at the time. I'm, or, you know, it's, I don't think it was when she sent it through, but it's like, this is going to be a blowout. Like, who, we were like, we were, yeah, we'll still find something to talk about. Well, to their credit, down 17 nothing. And I know there are no moral victories, but the Jets needed what happened last night. They needed that. Yeah. And I think there is, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, there has to be something to be gained from a loss like the one the Jets had last night. The Jets answered the bell down 17-0. Zach Wilson changed into a different quarterback down 17-0. They tied up the game. They were in position to win the game. And they're in position to say, we would have won the game if the refs hadn't screwed us. I mean, that is much more than anyone expected the Jets to have coming out of last night's game. 
And it is a foundational piece now for a team that has been lost in the desert without Aaron Rodgers. This is something that they can take and use as the building block to go beat the Broncos next week. And the week after that, give an Eagles team that keeps pulling rabbits out of its butt a run for its money before it goes into the bye week. And and if they only beat the Broncos, two and four is kind of where we thought they were possibly going to be anyway with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we did. If we they somehow win the next two, if they if they use this as propulsion to win the next two and they make it to three and three, that was the best case scenario anyway. So last night, I can't think of another time where a team lost a game where you come out of it saying, you know what? Holy shit. They, they were done. It was over. It kept getting worse. It was never going to get any better. And what were they going to do? And let's get rid of Zach Wilson. And something happened last night. If they can, if they can bottle it. And if they can recreate it. And if this wasn't some temporary fluke of the gods of football to keep people tuned in. Not that they were going to tune out with Taylor Swift in the house. You know Taylor Swift is a big deal when Ryan Reynolds is there too and nobody notices. That's, that's, Wolverine that's was there and nobody big. cared. I mean, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, huge. Wolverine were there and nobody cared about them, not, not even on the ca- of course, the people <laughs> running the camera, but people in the box. They were still all, everybody was around there. Look, even Ryan Reynolds was like, hey, look at, yeah, wait, don't forget about me. Ryan Remember, Reynolds, I came to the game with yeah, you. Leaning, <laughs> leaning in, leaning into the screen. Hey, hey, and like and Blake Lively's like, who's Blake Lively? And it's just so funny. But uh, but so people still would have watched, but it it really was amazing. And I got to give credit to the Jets. It would have been very easy for 17 nothing to become 41 nothing or worse. Something happened. And part of it was, you know, the Chiefs took their foot off the gas, which they are prone to do. That's one of the reasons why the Chiefs are so damn compelling. I think at one point before the season, I said, even though we always believe the Chiefs are going to be standing at the top of the mountain or close to it, when it's all said and done, they're prone to these little things that keep it interesting, like their foot slipping off the gas pedal up 17 nothing. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's kind of them. I mean, as soon as that started last night, oh, there's typical Chiefs dominating the game, get lackadaisical, lose interest, and all of a sudden the game's got to get close again to wake them up. It is a little bit of their MO. We've said that a lot through the this little mini dynasty they've had. Agreed with you, though, like – If there's ever a a silver lining in a loss, this is one. Now, the big thing is, are they going to be mature enough to to what you were saying to handle it the right way? You know, are the young guys who we see spout off a little too much and talk too much, are they going to like puff their chest out and be like, oh, yeah, we are good and, you know, we can play with anybody? Or, you know, is it going to be, hey, like, yeah, that was good, but we can be better and let's build off that? You know, and hopefully there's some leadership and Rodgers back in the building a little bit more that, that that can happen. I think that'll be the first key piece there. You know, not to yeah, take the silver lining, but not take it to like, hey, we, we almost beat the Chiefs. We're we're real, we're the real deal. We're gonna come out next week and we're gonna show everybody again. No, you gotta go back to work, you gotta do it all again and you gotta fix some of those mistakes. But yeah, like you said, down seventeen nothing, defense is awesome. You know, for really the the rest of the football game. And then we saw Zach Wilson turn the corner, we think here, in in a positive way, where they finally opened up the offense and let him attack a little bit. And he wasn't playing in third and nine or third and 11 always. And he started to see, you know, like we talk about, the ball go through the basket or the ball go into the two hands of his, his own team a bunch of times. And he started feeling it and playing really damn good. And he was fun to watch. It wasn't perfect but definitely a lot of good things to build on for the Jets on both sides of the ball there. There's a confidence that a quarterback has to have, and you can notice it. On the play-action pass for a touchdown, Yeah. After he, after he did the fake, the way he carried himself oozed a confidence that I had not seen from him in a long time, if ever. And the throw that he made to cap it, it was not some wide-ass open guy standing there in the end zone, he had to drop it in over a defender. I mean, that that was the moment to me. If he can bottle it, yep. if he can replicate it, if he can do it again, that tells me that the Jets should be able to go to Denver and get the victory. 
Now, what you were saying about how the Jets players could react, I think they need to do a little of both of what you were saying. Yeah, I think I they hear you. do need to come out of this with a little swag. Yeah, sure. With a little we can play with anybody. Yeah. We can right. play with anybody. Right. So we're going to go play with everybody. Yeah. But here's what we have to do to get there. Go ahead. I have to cough. Okay. You're all right. Good. I was wondering what you were doing there. I thought you were about to be Chris Sims and throw up in the damn garbage can or something there for a second. But you're right. There's that fine line of we want to gain confidence and, hey, we want to feel good about it, but we don't want to be cocky and then just feel like, hey, we were good last week. We're going to show up this week and be good. I think that's what we're talking about there. There's a line there that you got to dance with a little bit and cockiness, but yet, or, or confident and still go, damn. We got work to do. We still are one and three here, and we're not perfect. You know, and that's where you hope you can build on it. So th- that's where it's encouraging. But yeah, Zach Wilson, I think we saw his talent. You said it. You know, that touchdown, I think, took a little pressure off him. And then the drive to start the third quarter, of course, was phenomenal there. And that's when I think everybody was like, wow. I mean, of course, Chris Collinsworth and Tariko were, were singing his praises, but that was. You know, maybe the best drive we've ever seen Zach Wilson have as a New York Jet quarterback, really. The throws, the touchdown he made, tight window to Alan Lazard there. I mean, it just looked confident, decisive, and, you know, the appropriate ball was thrown time after time, and that was a good thing. So that's where now you hope Nathaniel Hackett has confidence in Zach Wilson to open up the playbook a little bit more, put a little bit more on the on his table a little bit, maybe throw another check in there. He's starting to feel comfortable. So we'll see where this goes. But I am excited for uh, the Jets and what they did there. And it was unfortunate the way they lost. I will disagree with you. And I don't know if they got screwed by that call. Okay, I I don't know about that. But we can discuss that now or later or whenever you feel necessary here. Let me say one thing before we pivot to that call. Yeah, because here's the biggest reason to believe that what happened last night was not a fluke. Think about everything the Jets had done to reconfigure their offense and tailor it to Aaron Rodgers. And even if Aaron Rodgers had lasted beyond four snaps of week one, it still would have taken time for the Jets to get to where they were going to eventually be once Rodgers and the rest of the offense were were humming. Abruptly, suddenly, without warning, you got to switch to Zach Wilson. And that's going to take time. That pivot is going to take time. So if last night was the culmination of the time that it has taken to get there, it's only going to get better. And I apologize in advance. I have to cough again. It's all right. You're allowed to. Um, But, yeah. It's the most I've talked. It's the most I've talked since Thursday. Because what happened was once I felt my voice starting. I hope my cough button works. I still have a cough button on the floor. I hope when I step on it, 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 it actually kills the sound of me coughing. It did. I have no idea. They tell me it does. So I, I, I hardly said a word Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was saving my voice for yesterday. And when I finally talked again, the first time I actually talked again was to Justin Jefferson. And my voice was all like Peter Brady cracking and popping because I hadn't <laughs> used it in four days. <laughs> So anyway, this is the longest. He probably I've thought you were cool in that days. one. He was like, "Damn, what is this? Who's this loser I'm talking about? That's all nervous and like his voice is cracking because he's talking to me." <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I went four days without talking, and the first actual talking was when the because a lot of times when I send out texts asking to get somebody for a few minutes, they'll tell me, "Okay," and we're calling in ten minutes, or "Okay, you know, here we'll give you a thirty second heads up or a two minute warning." They just called. Like, they didn't even say yes or no. Like, I said, hey, can I get Justin Jefferson for a few minutes? And I never heard anything back. And I'm sitting here, like, because in that that 4 o'clock, it's like, okay, I got to get this guy. Can I get this guy? How do I get this guy? What do I do here? Phone rings. It's like, holy crap, it's the Vikings. And it's Justin Jefferson. And and it just kind of happened. And it's like, I haven't spoken a word in three days. (laughs) Oh, well, let's see how this goes. Okay, so um, the the call that it sounds like you're going to disagree with me on that, that the Jets got very upset about the holding call on Sauce Gardner. Let's let's take a look at it first. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from Sauce Gardner and we'll talk about the aftermath of it. But this was third and twenty, long throw. It's cra- some crazy series of events here altogether. This little two or right, three minutes span right. here. Right, 
But there's a it, uh, uh, the flag comes out for a hold on Sauce Gardner, and you know what? From that angle, I can see why they threw it because, as you've said in the past, in situations like this, we've seen less than that called before. Yeah. Right. 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 And so I can understand why they would do it because I think there was enough of a hand up there, but it wasn't egregious. It wasn't blatant. We've seen that not called. That's the problem. We've seen less than that called, well, yeah. but we've seen that not called. So well, I can yeah. see why somebody right. would be upset that in that moment that flag comes out. And how much did it really impede the route, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I, I, I hear that. And then, I mean, to, 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 to that point, right, this is, this is a little bit of a theme in the first three weeks where we saw referees in that parts of the game, they did swallow their flags. And all of a sudden, that was a penalty all game long. And we got three or four instances of different games where you'd go, oh, what, they're not going to call that now because it's the last play of the game or, you know, a big two-point play, right? You know, we, we, we've seen it. We saw it all uh, as far as that's concerned there. But I think if we go back and show that video one more time there, I mean, to me, that, that, that's, that, was, that goes beyond, like, that was definite. I, I mean, again, he was eight, nine yards downfield. He's got two hands on him. And then he has a hand on the back of his helmet holding him here. So here's one hand. Now it's two hands. And then he kind of gets the backside edge of his helmet. And it does disrupt the way Valdez Scantling is running. Valdez Scantling is going outside. Sauce grabs him, cuts him off, puts two hands on him like this. And now he had to go inside because he had been pulled and his momentum had been stopped. So I didn't have a problem with the call. I did not. Watching it live, I thought it was P.I. You know, I think the thing is, is what people think maybe the ref is going to be a little, was a little late with it. I don't know. Watching it back in real time there, I didn't think it was crazy. That's a tough call. I understand that. And it's even tougher when it's third and 20 and you feel like, hey, we got him on the ropes here. and We're going to have another chance to get the ball. That's what stunk about it, certainly. But I, I do think that that was defensive holding all the way. Yes. Let's hear from Sauce Gardner after the game talking about the holding penalty that was called. The receiver ran into me. It was a collision. The same thing that was happening all game. Ain't throw no flags. Uh, Pat threw the ball outside of the receiver. MC was there. He made the play. Then the ref threw the flag. Like Me personally, that's like when you play basketball and one-on-one and you go up to lay the ball up and you wait to see you miss and then say foul, like, I, was, I can't believe that. Like, that, was, that was just crazy because, like, I don't even think they threw the ball my way at me first three quarters. Then they started throwing check downs, and then a shot that they try to take that's not going, then they finally get bailed out by that fourth quarter crunch time. Like, I mean, like, that's, I don't even know what to say. What do you think of his contention? That well, first AD off, his reaction on the, the field flag. was that I passed interference, and he knew that. He was mad at himself, and he was hitting himself in the head because he, he, he knew he had— That is a late flag, though. That's a late flag. Yeah, I hear you. It is. It definitely is. Like, he's still—you he, could see his hand in the screen there. He's trying to reach for it for a second there before— uh, I, I I know he's saying, hey, it seems late. It's a part of the game where, you know, it it's, yeah, we don't want the referees to get involved. But, it's it, you know, to me, again, if that's not called there, then just let's take the referees off the field at the end of the football game. That, that, well, that to me, would well, be the issue. Yeah. Here's the other reason to be frustrated with it. Yeah. As I said earlier, we've seen worse than that not called. Right. We've also seen in moments like that, and this is the problem. This is the problem. When you're going to have, for example, the two-point conversion, Denver-Washington, guy gets mugged and no flag exactly. and no big deal. Right. The end of the Steelers-Browns game, right? Pass interference, potentially not called, not even really discussed. Ball was catchable, wasn't catchable, no big deal. Just move on to the next bright, shiny Ravens-Colts game. When we're going to... Right. When we're going to not call that stuff, when you've got officials who don't have the guts to throw the flags in those moments because they don't want to be the recipients of that ire, the ones who do have the guts to do it, 
It just shows you how much it takes, how much courage it takes to do it, because most of them won't. And the ones who do end up being the ones who become the focal point of all the criticism. So, and, and you know what? I'm kind of changing my feeling in real time here because I think we all were miffed because we got robbed of a more memorable ending. I think that's part of it, that's, too. I mean, right. 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 Like, right. damn it. Why'd you throw that flag? The, the Jets got the ball back and then they were going to drive down. And maybe they were going to tie it up and and then maybe it was going to go to overtime. It's almost like more. Juju Smith-Schuster in the Super Bowl with the job. Eagles. People were like mad that they got robbed of the moment. Right. But it was pass interference. Right. There's a jersey right. that was we grabbed said that at the time. But everybody was. We said You're the same right. thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. People got robbed of the moment. They wanted to have the moment. So and and I, I began. I'll blame the COVID. It's great. I've been able to blame the COVID for everything, <laughs> every dumb thing I've said or done the past few days, right. blame the COVID. Acting like an asshole at home, blame the COVID. <laughs> Having COVID is a great license to just be a dick. It really is. It really is. It just, you know what? I'm sorry I said that. Yeah. I got COVID. COVID. He's got COVID. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, but you're right. You're right. You know, one of the realities of doing this show every day is – there's going to be stuff we said that we've forgotten about, but that's the reason why people are upset. Fundamentally and ultimately, we were collectively robbed of a much better ending when that flag came out. But I got to give the person who threw it, even though it took a little while to find it. It wasn't like Jeff Fisher trying to find his red flag that one game. <laughs> but if that was holding and if it's in the first quarter, it's holding. That's what you say all the time. Yeah. Oh, in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, it's holding, it's interference. All of a sudden, game's on the line. Well, I didn't see anything. Right. I didn't see anything. Right. Flick, flick who? Right. So, and and so credit to whoever that was, Mr. Official, whose name I will try to find and give appropriate credit to if I remember. Credit to him for throwing that flag because it takes extra courage to do it because all too often, all too often, that's the reaction. Flick. Flick who? No flag coming out. I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one who gets a brick thrown through my window. I don't want to be the one whose name is dragged through the mud. I don't want to be the one who who killed that moment. God forbid I do my job the way I'm supposed to do my job, and it takes away the moment. So credit to that official because I think I think we've solved it. Yeah. I think we've I think we've, we've yeah. had a consensus here. It should have been called. And it's hard for us to process it because we kind of wish it didn't happen because we wanted that interception to stand because we wanted an exciting game. That's right. We wanted to see Zach Wilson have another crack at it, see if they could go down and start, you know, continue this magical story of, like, what? Sunday night football? You know, Taylor Swift's in the audience? Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs? And wait, uh, uh, huh? Say again? What? Zach Wilson's out dueling Patrick Mahomes on a Sunday night football game? Huh? Like, I mean, it was funny. Uh, I mean, it was. I was kind of uh, yelling throughout the building right now, throughout the day, like, hey, don't look now. Zach Wilson's out dueling Patrick Mahomes. Who had that? I mean, it's the, it's the great thing about the sport. You just never know what to expect. Mahomes was off his game. He looked awesome early. I mean, that was almost his third interception, right? He threw two bad ones early on. And here's the other way I can get behind. Should have had another one. He could have had another. Exactly right. I mean, he he really lost his way, and that's credit to that Jets defense like you were talking about to start the show. Another thing that they'll be able to go, hey, we we gave the Chiefs all they could handle, and Mahomes looked, you know, mortal for about two and a half quarters there in the football game. Now, other thing I'll say, too, about the Sauce Gardner pass interference, law of averages, right? You know, a little bit of the karma of the game, the football gods. You know, again, the other thing I could say is the Jets were granted two points on a horrible call uh, by, by the referees and giving them a safety. The face mask happened before the guy got in the end zone. It was clear. Terry McClory, uh, uh, he, uh, Terry McCollin said it. McCauley. McCauley, sorry. I don't know McCauley. what the hell. I got McCor- Third tries a charm. McCauley. I got McCorrin and from the Washington McCauley. in my head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, but Collinsworth, of course, he referenced it to two, like, clearly. So that was a moment and a big play, and it gave the Jets two points and gave them the ball back. And, and you know, the, they had that call go their way, too. That, I think, was unfair. So I, I don't know if that really makes anybody feel any better. But what my point is that there's human error, and the game's not always fair. And sometimes you get some good calls, and sometimes you don't. And that's part of football. 
That's right. But it's those moments that It's the end of the game moments, yes. In the clutch. Right. That's right. But again, credit to the official who has the willingness to throw the flag then because you become, when you do, the person who gets all the criticism, even if you don't deserve it. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Robert Sala blew a gasket about that call. Oh, my gosh. It was called for unsportsmanlike conduct late in the game. And I don't know how much of that was calculated by him to try to instill something in this team. You know, you'll see in the basketball game or the baseball game every once in a while the the coach or the manager gets ejected just to, to get a rise out of his team. Like, was he reacting that way just to draw some fire from his guys so they're mad and that they feel like they've been screwed and they kind of use that as part of the fuel to carry this thing forward and get some wins? If so, I think it's smart. Yeah. I mean – you, you, if 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 this morning the Jets players are waking up with a combination of we can play with anyone, we got to get back to work, and we're even more determined because they screwed us last night, and we're going to have to go work even harder because they screwed us, and we got to be ready for them to screw us again. So we're going to work even harder than we otherwise would have worked. If that was the goal, then then I think it was smart. Yeah, I, I think you know you're you're fighting for your players, you're fighting for your team. Right? He's an emotional, all-gas, no-breaks type of football coach anyways. Right, I think it's something that you know the players see that. They go, damn, our coach has got our back. Right, He's ready to get in a fight with us. And I think, too, you know, he knows how hard that team battled last night. So he, he, he was trying to battle for them on the sidelines. And then not only last night, I mean, come on. The Jets have been through a lot this year. Uh, and, and I think he's, you know, that probably came to a head too there. Like, damn, how many things do we have to go against us this year? We had the Savior come to town, and we got him for four damn plays this year, and which has been a, you know, a crapshoot ever since, and them trying to find their way. And they finally put it together last night, and they feel like, hey, they got the short end of the stick on a, on a, on a call there in pass interference. You know, so, yeah, credit to him. And hopefully they can rally behind the performance their coach's intensity and how he has their back as good as any coach in football. And then, oh, it's Sean Payton time and the worst coaching performance we've ever seen in the history of football. So they're going to be motivated, ready to go this week. That's for sure. I would think if they're not, that would be one of the shockers of next Sunday. Uh, but, you know, the Jets do got a lot to be a proud of the way they played and battled last night. <clears throat> Zach Wilson had a performance that was even more pr- impressive when you consider how everyone had been dumping on him. Joe Namath, Fireman Ed, everyone, anyone. There was no Zach Wilson supporter out there. And he came out, answered the bell, and it looked bad early, but something happened. Here's Robert Sala after the game talking about the performance of his quarterback. I thought he was really good. Uh, gave us a chance to win the game, brought us back. Uh, 
if he plays like that, we're going to win a lot of football games. Decision making. Uh, I shouldn't say decision making. He's always he's always a good decision maker. The decisiveness at which he was making his decisions, uh, he was letting it rip. Um, you know, he. I thought he did a really, really nice job. I was just really happy for him to, to go out and show that he does belong, that he can play in this league. And like I said, if he plays that way, we're going to win a lot of football games. That's exactly what they needed out of Zach Wilson. And again, it was going to take time. The pivot from Rodgers to Wilson. It took some time. Everybody wanted to have some quick answer. Everybody wanted a, a, a starting quarterback to walk through that door. It, there was no solution other than to stick with it. And and think about think about what they accomplished last night. After all the shit they had to listen to all week long from their own fan base. Their own fan base wouldn't shut up about it. And maybe it fueled them, I don't know. But everybody wanted Zach Wilson's head on a spike or a pike. Something that ends I-K-E. I don't know again. I'll blame the COVID. <laughs> Everybody wanted Wilson out. Everybody wanted some other quarterback in. They didn't know who. They didn't know how. And they didn't know whether to expect it would be any better. They just wanted somebody different. They wanted something. We just are mad and we want something. Well, you may not like that thing you get. I don't care. We're just mad and we want something. It was so asinine. It was nonsensical. And maybe last night will end that. Maybe last night will normalize things for Jets fans. Maybe after last night they'll say, okay, okay. You know what? That wasn't too bad last night. Maybe we'll calm down and ride this thing. Now, if they go to Denver and lose, (laughs) you know, if he reverts to the guy that he was before last night, that's a different issue. But again, they've had time to work with him. They've had time to reconfigure the offense. And, And maybe, just maybe... The return of Aaron Rodgers to the team on Saturday night when he speaks to them unexpectedly and he tells them, not through Pat McAfee's show, but in person, stop pointing fingers, here's what you need to do, grow the hell up, rally around each other, have each other's back, believe in each other, trust Zach Wilson. That may have something to do with it too, Chris. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. That's where, you know, we always throw around these phrases, right? Veteran leadership, you know, veteran lockers, veteran players in the locker room. What do they do for the locker room? All the positive things, the things they do on the practice field that rubs off and all that. That's where Rodgers, you know, can can be a great asset here, even though he can't play. It definitely. I, I you know, I, I can speak to it a little bit as a player myself, you know, when when I was on the Buccaneers football team, I was careful of what I said, how I acted, because I knew if I wasn't doing the right thing or acting the right way or maybe saying the right things to the media, that like guys like Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp or Rondé Barber were gonna like, be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Right? Like, shut up. Play football. Right? So they kept the locker room in check. You know, they all had their different way in which they did it. And the Jets, as we've talked about really for the last two years, have not had that guy. And they've let some of the young guys, you know, do the State of the Union address. And you're going, wait, why are you doing this and all that? So that's where I think Rodgers will be really important in his presence. And hopefully somebody on the defensive side of the ball can be that kind of guy, too. Um, but yeah, I think there was some, some value in that and just, Hey, shut up, play football, stop pointing fingers, look at the guy in the mirror, come to work every day, get better. And hopefully they can build on that. It showed last night. I thought they were going to crumble. I really did. All right. I mean, it was 17, nothing. And I was going, man, is this going to be like 34, nothing at halftime? And the jets are going to, this talented team's just going to melt away right in front of our eyes right here. And they stuck together and maybe it was the speech or whatever else, but you know, I, I give them credit, and I of course give Zach Wilson a lot of credit for what he did and just hanging in there because you're right. Tough week. Jets fans are not rational, including the ones in this NBC building. I mean, they were ready to pillage and put his head on a spike in the first quarter of the game, and then by halftime they were telling me he's awesome. So it's constant. I've told you that whether I'm at the gym, at a restaurant, I always have Joey, the dumbass Jet fan, come up to me and say something to me. And it's annoying. Okay? So maybe this will, like, just calm them the hell down here a little bit.
You said it last year. They always want to throw overboard the guy who's the starter, always. wherever it is, and the, then they want to anoint. They want to anoint the next guy, and then once he's anointed, what happens? They want to throw him overboard and anoint the next a one. A little bit of that. It's for amazing. Sure. It is. It's it amazing. Is. Um, and Aaron Rodgers was inevitably going to get some of it too. That's the only silver lining in him getting injured after four plays. He never drew the ire of the Jets fan. Right. Although if he plays next year. There's a chance at some point he will, and they'll be calling for Zach Wilson <laughs> to play. I mean, you, it's so it's the Jets. freaking predictable. It, it, it's, it's very unbelievable. You're right. It really is. Uh, it, it is. And, and, and hey, you know, we give we give credit, and I, I do want to give credit, you know, to to Zach Wilson what he did, right? For sure, he did have the fumbled snap. As far as that, that was a big moment of the football game, right? You know, fourth quarter. Game's in the balance. Snap was around his knees. You'd like him to catch that ball there, right? That was another big moment here uh, that was unfortunate. I was kind of doing my podcast at this time, watching it as it was going on, and I was like, wait, what the hell happened? And, you know, kind of a ball that died out that was a little low, and as a quarterback, hey, you're trying to get your eyes up and read coverages and do that, and why I bring it up, you know, it's not to pile on Zach Wilson because we got something positive here to talk about. But I think he shows maturity in what he said after the game. And it's a long way from last year in New England just going no, right? You know, he kind of take he's been taking it on the chest and been basically like, I gotta be better. He's made no excuses. And, you know, I think even the things he said after the game, I think he handled it the right way to where it's gonna get major respect in the locker room for what for how he handled it. Let's hear what Zach Wilson had to say after the game about that fumbled snap that ended up being so costly. Yeah, that's on me. I, you know, critical situation. I can't, I can't have a play like that. I cannot drop the ball. You know, and this team is sacrificing a lot. You know, guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O-line was protecting. Um, the receivers were making plays. And to be driving right there and to, to drop a snap, you know, I cannot do that. You know, I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. And I was making it clear to those guys that I need to be better. I need to be better on the little things, the details. Um, it can't happen. You're right. It's a far cry from last year when he refused to take any blame for his own failures in that loss to the Patriots. And that was the thing that really accelerated the, the disintegration yeah, of, right. of any support that anyone had for him. I don't know what the timeline is from leaving the field to ending up at the podium, but usually you see guys still in his pads after a win because he doesn't want to lose that feeling. He doesn't want to change out of his. And I, I find that encouraging last night that he, he still, even though they lost, right. He didn't want to go in there and just get me out of this damn uniform. Like, he knows what happened last night. He knows that something something changed, that a switch was flipped. And and I think he's as hopeful, obviously, as anyone else, that it wasn't a fluke, that, that after all this effort, all this time, all this work, all this growth, he's turning a corner that's going to lead him in the right direction and, and really may turn this thing around for the Jets and for him. In 2023. Yeah, hope so. I mean, you you, you know, I, I we'll see what he does, right? He's not the perfect quarterback. We know that. You could see his talent. I think anybody that watches the sport goes, damn, he can run well. And damn, the ball pops out of his hands when he really wants to put some mustard on it. You know, so now it's about, yeah, can he be like what Robert Sala said? Good in the pocket, decisive, you know, feels confident in what he sees. And I think after a night last night, it's going to change him where I bet you they have a better week of practice because he's a little bit of the pressures off. He proved to the guys in the locker room, hey, I can play a little bit, right? And I can move this offense. And I think that'll bring up the whole mojo of the football team. So I w- I'll give them credit there, and, and hopefully they can build on that against a very suspect Broncos offense this week. And la- other thing too, Mike, just because I know we got to move on here at some point, the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs, you know, they won the football game. We know that. They came out blazing. They were going to impress, you know, Taylor Swift and all the stars in their audience, right? Where the Chiefs are a little different this year, then they still need another weapon on offense. I, I think that's pretty apparent when you watch it. 
because I don't know if you can de- rely on Kadarius Tony to be healthy or do the right things or you know stay healthy throughout the, the the season. There's always a foot injury, a leg injury, something. So I worry about them from that aspect. There's a lot on Mahomes, but two things jump out about the Chiefs. Defense is the real deal. Defense is the real deal. They played good for four weeks straight, and they can run the ball a little this year. There's three games in a row where they put together some really good running stats where you're going, damn, are these the Chiefs, the team that usually can't do anything, running up the middle or, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage in a physical moment the way you want? And that's where this guy, Ten Pacheco, just changes them because he gives them a Marshawn Lynch-type attitude that he can break plays, break, break big plays, move the pile, and they don't always have to rely on Mahomes to make magic happen, uh, which right now looks like in the passing game he's going to have to do more times than not because they're just not hitting on all cylinders, nor I'm not sure they're, they're incredibly talented there to do that uh, as far as passing the football. And that's what makes them so damn exciting because even with those flaws, they find a way. But they also find a way, as we said earlier, to have their foot slip off the gas pedal up 17 nothing when we felt like it was going to be 34, 41, 48. Yeah, who knows? Right. 70 to nothing. 70 to 20. Who knows? <laughs> so they're prone to that, which makes them so damn compelling to watch. And maybe they'll be prone to that next weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe they'll slip their foot off the gas just enough for Kirk Cousins to – Throw a pick six to, you know, seal the game (laughs) for the Chiefs. Let's take a break. When we return, Bills-Dolphins showdown. Game of the day. One of the two teams showed up. One did for a little while, but then they went home. We'll talk about that one when PFT Live. They got the COVID. Continues right after this. I blame the COVID. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.